Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Off the Bench Podcast on 104.5 ESPN. For more, follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore ESPN or on YouTube. Good morning. It's 8 a.m. on Friday, December 30th. Your government taco forecast in Baton Rouge. Expect clear skies with a high of 68. Coming up on OTB, Jeff Duncan joins the show up next to talk Saints. And we make some picks in the Degeneration Dome at 915. You can follow today's show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OTB underscore ESPN or catch us on YouTube at the 104.5 ESPN channel and subscribe for daily content. Hour number two of Off the Bench, live from the Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge studio, starts now. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Jacob Hester and T-Bob Hebert. Yeah, 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 yeah! Off the, the bench, bench with Hester and T-Bob. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, what's happening, y'all? Welcome into hour number two of OTB. Hope you're having a great morning. Stay safe. Stay dry. It's a little wet, a little nasty out there. Uh, sounds like a perfect day for maybe a movie, right? I mean, maybe head to the theater. Support your local theater. Um, I'm kind of bummed, man. I think uh, little Baby Bobby's going to ruin my chance of seeing Avatar 2 in theaters, which is, like, all I really care about with Avatar 2. Like, I don't care about the stories. I don't know that I even care that much about watching at home. I just want to see it in a premiere theater. So, sucks. Uh, you know who doesn't suck? One of my favorite people in the world, and that's Jeff Duncan, legendary NOLA.com, Times Picayune uh, columnist, been at it for many years, an expert on the entirety of the New Orleans sports scene. And uh, it's kind of where we want to start today, as there's a lot going on this weekend. Uh, Jeff, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for joining us, as always, man. Always there for us. Anytime, brother. Yeah, big weekend. Excited about the Sugar Bowl tomorrow. Lots of football. And uh, obviously, the Pels making a big run here, winning four in a row. So, Good time to be in New Orleans. Yeah, so uh, it's 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 like okay, yeah. So there's the Sugar Bowl, obviously. Alabama, Kansas State coming to town. Um, uh, the the Saints will not be playing in New Orleans, but right, Saints Eagles. That's a game that has a lot of narrative implications floating throughout the air, as well as draft implications. The Pels got a massive game against the Sixers tonight. Then they got Ja and Memphis tomorrow. Uh, Tulane again, not in New Orleans, but Tulane taking on USC come Monday in the Cotton Bowl. It is a Packed weekend of action. Uh, let's start with the Pelicans, Jeff. It's been an interesting couple of weeks where 
You go on the huge win streak to rise to the top of the Western Conference. Uh, you lose some bodies. You lose four in a row. And at that point, it would have been all too easy to fall back to earth when you didn't have uh, Zion, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, like the list goes on and on. You basically didn't have any of your best players. And yet, what do the Pelicans do? They respond. They manage to create another streak out of thin air. They win three in a row. Zion returns, rests a fourth win in a row, just away from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, what have you learned after this recent run about this New Orleans Pelicans team? Well, I think it's pretty obvious, T-Bob, that the depth on this team is much improved over any previous team that they've had. Uh, they have quality depth. They can withstand the inherent injuries that an NBA season is going to bring. I mean, Brandon Ingram's missed, what, now three, four weeks or something like that? And he, yeah. they, they continue to thrive. And the other thing I think that's really developed here, and, and, and I think this was inevitable, but the team is becoming Zion Williamson's team. Yeah. I think that was very important for it to happen. We're seeing him take over, become the alpha, and everyone recognizing it. Even an old head like C.J. McCollum is understanding this is – it's not the big three. It's going to be Zion's team. And I think that's the best thing that can happen for this organization. For a long time, if you remember when Zion came in, there was this talk of, oh, it's Drew Holiday's team, and then it's B.I. and yep. Zion. And it's, it's going to be Zion's team. And, and I think it, we're seeing it right now before our eyes. Well, and, and I wanted to ask you about uh, the McCollum quote specifically because, to me, McCollum very much is that, um, you know, that 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 savvy vet, almost like the John the Baptist, right? He is not the savior, but he understands the game. He can see who maybe is the savior. And I love the interaction that we learned about where Zion told us that CJ told him in the huddle, look, man, you want to be great? Like, this is the time to do it. It feels like McCollum, and it's so satisfying given the storyline that this all started with, with the drama about him and CJ not even talking. Um, again, you've, you've seen so much of this over the years covering sports, Jeff. Uh, what, what, what does that relationship mean to you and how effective do you think like what, what, what role has CJ McCollum played in helping Zion to achieve new levels of stardom and dominance? Well, I think it's, he's bolstered his confidence, you know, one of the things that's interesting, I think, T-Bob, about Zion Williamson is we don't know a whole lot about his personality. You know, yeah. There's not been a whole lot done about what he's, how he's wired. And I think it's clear he, he's kind of a fit-in type of personality. And they can't have that. I mean, he is the most physically dominant player they have. He has to be wired to be the alpha, to be the dog, and take over. And I think for a long time he's wanted to respect Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum, and I think that message the other night from McCollum was, hey, dude, take over. We need you to take over. You, we're, It's okay. Do it. And, and gave him the confidence to do it. And uh, that's what this team needs because Zion naturally, I don't think, uh, I think he wants to fit in with his teammates. He's very much a, a kind of a servant leader, leader and a guy that wants to be part of the team, not – the alpha and it's going to have to transform. And I think we're seeing it right now. Uh, Jeff, let's shift to the NFL. Talk to Jeff Dungan at Jeff Dungan underscore on Twitter. Let's shift to the NFL and uh, talk a little saints, but not saints Eagles. Let's talk about the old rumor mill uh, because something that you have written about and that we talked to you about just a couple of weeks ago, this idea of a potential Sean Payton return in new Orleans. 
Um, someone continues to stoke those flames, right? I don't know what the end game is. I still don't, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how this all plays out, how legitimate it is. But the latest rumors got a little extra juicy as now um, Tom Brady has reportedly entered the picture, according to Florio and Pro Football Talk. Uh, Brady and Peyton are two guys that have seemingly, or, you know, rumored uh, to have tried to link up multiple different times in the past. Do you think it's realistic? Like, is there a shot that the New Orleans Saints next year could have Sean Payton as head coach and Tom Brady as starting quarterback? Well, I think it's a complicated situation here in New Orleans. In, in my initial reporting and my initial column on this situation was basically to inform people that Sean Payton was open to coming back to New Orleans, that he would consider it. I don't think a lot of people knew that. Now, Definitely. is it going to happen? I, I, I think all along I've said, very unlikely, but it could. And I think people needed to understand that. Everything I'm hearing, the team is very happy with the last couple of weeks. And they're, if this thing would have fallen apart, T-Bob, and, and the team would have finished the season on a six-game losing streak, then I think we'd have a different dynamic here. But but the team has fought back yeah. the last couple of weeks. They're playing hard. And I think ownership and management's happy with the direction uh, under Dennis Allen. I think they feel a little bit of a, an obligation to give him a chance beyond one season. That's just not how Gail Benson and and Mickey Loomis operate. They they're they're very loyal supporters of of, of manage of, of someone like Dennis Allen. That said, Sean Payton is gonna probably coach somewhere next year. I don't think it's a done deal that he coaches because there's not a lot of attractive options right now. And he's gonna find a quarterback. I mean I've had conversations with him. This guy's not worried about finding a quarterback he's going to get one i mean he's a confident guy it, it there's a good free agent market including tom brady including jimmy garoppolo who he's always been a fan of they wanted to draft jimmy garoppolo years ago they went to the same college eastern illinois mm. uh, tom brady and sean payton have the same agent don ye so there's a connection there yeah he's going to find somebody i don't necessarily think it's brady it could be but Brady's a sexy name and drives traffic, so you throw it in there, and it's and it almost happened here. Yeah. Uh, we've reported on that back in 2020. I mean, it was going to happen if Drew would not. If Drew would have retired, Tom Brady would have come to New Orleans. That that was a done deal. Yeah. So it's obvious it, it could happen, but there's a lot of moving parts here, and I think it's a very fluid situation. And I don't think it's beyond possibility that he sits out next year because nothing really attractive opens up on the market. Uh, how are you feeling about Saints Eagles on Sunday? Jalen Hurts obviously kind of up in the air. Um, again, I, I you know the, the, the Saints playoff hopes are 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 not really there. Uh, but narratively, right, uh, a lot of frustration in this relationship as you've seemingly propped up the Eagles time and time again. The CD Deuce trade probably the most egregious in a lot of Saints fans' minds, and now the Eagles have an opportunity not to just beat you. Uh, but to improve their own draft pick while beating you? Well, I think a lot of it comes down to who plays quarterback for the Eagles. Looks like it's going to be Gardner Minshew, but okay. uh, he's a, yeah, it looks like they're leaning that way, even though Hurts came back yesterday. I expect them to rest Hurts. And look, this is a tough matchup for the Saints. There's no doubt about it. Losing to the Eagles, uh, the Cowboys last week didn't help matters because the Eagles are going to be all in. They're motivated. This is a place the Saints traditionally have struggled. I think they've lost three in a row in Philly. I think they've only won like three or four games there all time in like 15 contests. 
So it's it, everything stacked against them. And to me, the key to this game, the only chance the Saints have is if they can protect Andy Dalton. I mean, this is a team coming in with 60 sacks, T-Bob. But they're on court. I mean, they could Damn. actually break the NFL record what? set by those great Bears, you know, the Buddy Ryan Bears, what? 72 sacks. I mean, it would take six sacks a game, but they the last three games they've had six sacks in each in each, in each of those games. they got to protect Dalton. He's not mobile. And if they give him time, I think they can hang in there with him. And if they can get a few turnovers, too. Minshew will throw the ball into coverage. We saw it last week against the Cowboys. So they could hang with this. But if it doesn't happen, if they can't win the trenches, I think it could be ugly. That's just my, my opinion. Um, Jeff, last one here, and then we'll let you go. Uh, I, I know that, obviously, being an expert in all New Orleans sports, uh, you, you've covered this Tulane team. You know what this Tulane rise means to the city. Um, what do you think, man? Tulane taking on USC, which again, at the beginning of the year, if you just said that Tulane was going to be in the Cotton Bowl taking on UNC, or excuse me, USC, that's not something that a lot of people would have thought was even in the realm of possibility. And maybe even crazier, the Trojans, despite having the Heisman winner, Lincoln Riley, all this offensive fireback, only one and a half point favorites here, Jeff. How are you feeling about the Green Wave going in uh, going into Monday? Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by this game. This is see Tulane on the same field yeah. <laughs> as a storied blue blood power like the Southern Cal Trojans. I mean, this is going to be amazing. Willie Fritz has done an incredible job. Their coaching staff, I would not underestimate Tulane because this game is going to mean a lot more to them than it will to Southern Cal. Fair. But I think it helps Southern Cal's chances because Lincoln Riley's in his first year. The last thing he wants to do with all the momentum they've mustered, they have a great recruiting class coming in, is to stub their toe in the Cotton Bowl. So motivation is going to be a big key. Tulane's going to have a huge contingent there. I've heard they've got way more, they've sold way more tickets than Southern Cal. That's understandable. I think to me, this game comes down to one simple thing: can, can Tulane keep pace? Because Southern Cal is going to get their points. Lincoln Riley is a brilliant offensive mind. Caleb Williams, they're going to score. Uh, can Tulane? score enough to keep up with them. I think it's going to be an entertaining game, uh, but I, I I would be surprised if Southern Cal lost to Tulane in this game, but I, I would not discount Willie Fritz in any way. He'll pull out the gunslinger, or they'll fake something, they'll, they'll uh, go for broke in this game because they know the platform and what it could mean to the program. Well, and Jeff, I lied. I, I got to get one more take out of you. Uh, Citrus Bowl coming up, LSU um, getting ready for Purdue. We all know about the Drew Brees angle. How much do you think this game matters for Brian Kelly here in year one? Well, I think it's important. I mean, he's already established that they are a very competent coaching staff. We saw the improvement all season long. Uh, I think the signature win against Alabama pretty much established his bona fides. Nobody's questioning that higher now, right? Yeah, fair. And now it's a matter of, building on that but the recruiting class i think did it uh now you add the exclamation point you win this game you win it authoritatively they should win this game and the one thing i like about brian kelly he's very even keel he reminds me a lot of like a saban and that he he's not up or down and let's face it in this state t bob we need somebody like that to huh. steady because we're always <laughs> up and down right Fair. and i think that's a good thing and so I think he has teams ready. Like that Arkansas game impressed me. That was a, a classic trap game. Yeah, a lot of LSU teams would have lost that game, and they they grounded out. They didn't play great. They won the game. That's what you have to do in the course of a season. You know, you play. It's ebbs and flows, emotional highs and lows in a, in a season. 
And it's easy to lose a game like that. That was, to me, one of the more impressive wins they had, even though it didn't look that way on paper. This game reminds me of that. I think they'll be ready to play. They win, and then they go into this offseason with tons of momentum. Jeff Duncan, uh, Times Picayune, one of my favorite writers ever, at Jeff Duncan underscore on Twitter. Jeff, thank you so much, man. Anytime, T-Bob. Have a great weekend, buddy. Yeah, you have a great weekend as well, man. Uh, all right, when we get back, we'll do a bit of a shorter segment, and then we're going to go talk to Coach Kim Mulkey as uh, the LSU women's basketball team dominant in their SEC debut last night, beating a very good ranked Arkansas team. Uh, more coming up next year on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Sitting there, a bit anxious, a bit unsure about what the future holds. Maybe a general dissatisfaction with your current lot in life. You're working jobs, but you worry about the future. I want a career. Well, guess what? There's a local family-owned trade school right here in Baton Rouge that has been changing lives for the better and giving out careers for 50 years. ITI Technical College. ITICollege.edu. There's a ton of great advantages to ITI, not the least of which you're talking about classes four days a week, daytime, nighttime. It doesn't matter. They can work around your schedule to make it work. In just two years, you get that AOS degree that's going to prepare you for careers relevant to Louisiana's needs. After you graduate... They can help assist you in getting those careers. So change your life for the better. Invest in yourself. Act now. Go to ITI Technical College, ITICollege.edu. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. I I just opened chat for the first time in a while, and the first thing I say is, is it sad or okay that I've been living at Twin Peaks all week? I've literally been there every day. If you need somewhere to watch the games, it's not that bad. Like, not a lot of people have access to all the games. True. A lot of Feels sports. a bit like a plausible deniability situation there, Mario. Could be. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. You're very horny right now. I'm not going to name names, uh, but... If you were going to Twin Peaks every single day, if you're going to any horny restaurant every single day, any cleavage restaurant, you're overly horny. Hey, man, um, it's just the lodge mentality. Uh, end of the year. <laughs> uh, maybe you got a lot of backup or something going on. I don't know. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. Again, there is nothing wrong with it, but I do think it's a sign of maybe a greater symptom uh, that you're... You, you maybe do a bonk. Your H levels are a bit out of control. They're spinning wildly out of control. Um, but hey, enjoy it, man. Enjoy the scenic views. Okay. Uh, I, I hope you do. Um, I want to talk about the Pelicans real quick. Pelicans uh, returning action tonight. 
Going to be in that Smoothie King Center Friday night. The Wednesday crowd was elite against the T-Wolves. So what happens then on a Friday when Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers come to town? A very good Joel Embiid and Sixers team. Um, it should be an elite crowd tonight. And it's, 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 it's a great... Well, Mara, you have highlighted a tweet that really drives home just how incredible the last year has been. Uh, this is a tweet from October 22nd, 2021. It comes from Scott Kushner. So uh, a little over a year ago. And it's Joel Embiid on ESPN. And I don't know how it came up, uh, but basically it, 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 it said, uh, was, it, was it the first game of the season? Yes, it was okay. a season opener for both teams. So a season over both teams in the Smoothie King Center. It was on a Wednesday last year. And Joel Embiid told uh, ESPN that you know he looked around the arena and, quote, it would be hard to play at a place like that. Uh, talking about how empty the Smoothie King Center was, the lack of juice. And he would go on to talk about how he feeds off of the energy in Philly. So, um, and, and I agree with Joel Embiid. Like, there were many years there where you would see uh, some of these games and, and you would just feel sad for the guys out there in that it, it, you had to create your own juice. It was so quiet you could hear a pin drop. There was just nobody in the stands. And... So now, just a little over a year later, a year and two months, the fact that you have a Wednesday night Smoothie King Center against the T-Wolves filled to the brim, going crazy, making it hard on the opponent, there's probably no greater testament. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To the rise of the New Orleans Pelicans, then that difference right there. And so if you're going to the game tonight, I would challenge you to make it hard on Joel Embiid. Not that Joel Embiid did anything wrong. I think he just told the truth, right? But I would say, show him how much it has changed in that year and two months. Show him just how brutal <clears throat> of a place it can be to play in uh, when the crowd is as locked in as they have been here recently. Mar, are you going to be at that number tonight? I will be there. Very exciting. Um, and, and, I mean, you would agree, right? We are expecting... Uh, the crowd to be uh, elite, crazy, and get after their ass. Yeah, like you said, you saw the crowd on Wednesday. Now you're hosting Joel Embiid, James Harden on a Friday night while you're on a winning streak. Yeah, the environment's going to be really good, and hopefully it is hard to, place at, hard to play at a place like that for Joel Embiid but as a visitor. Um, we'll circle back around to the Pelicans more in depth. We're about to go here because I do want to get to Coach Mulkey on time. She's got practice at 9 um, Mio McClellan says that's a self-report, Mario. Um, and Ava Marjamani and Mario with the all-time spin zone. That's it. You just need to watch. You just need to watch games. That's it, man. There's a lot of bowl games going on. Maybe you don't have all the channels. <laughs> uh, you just got to watch some games, dude. I agree. Uh, Ava, it's a sellout tonight. Let's go, dude. Flock up. All right, when we get back, uh, again, I do want to go more in depth with the Pelicans. But right now, I want to take a break, and then I want to get to our favorite Coach Kim Mulkey, we missed her on Tuesday. Very glad to get here here today after the huge win over Arkansas. Keep it locked, OTB. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. Go to All-Star Toyota of Baton Rouge.com. All-Star Toyota of Baton Rouge.com. Uh, they're right there off Airline Highway. <laughs> 
Oh man, we never got big hats. I'm, I'm watching on ESPN right now. Ryan Clark has a big Steelers hat on, and it's still funny. Um, I would, I want a big All Star Toyota hat. Uh, I don't know if they sell those. I, they do sell cars though. And so, if you are in the market and you need a new vehicle, a used vehicle, uh, maybe you just want to rent one and try some stuff out with cheaper per day rental prices for like a family vacay or something. I know a bunch of people who have joined me by testing the minivan waters, getting that Sienna for maybe like a Disney trip or something like that. The point is, you got you got uh, the answers to all of this over there at All Star Toyota Baton Rouge, right there off of Airline Highway. Um, incredible sales staff, incredible service staff, just quality, top to bottom. And the selection is second to none. Toyota certified used vehicles still get excellent warranty coverage. You buy right there on the site. Look at the Toyota Thon deals. Go to All Star Toyota Baton Rouge.com. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. Ooh, uh, no staying alive for LSU as uh, it's more like staying a thrive. Mm, it was a reach. They're thriving. Though, after a nine-day layoff, uh, we, we talked to Coach Mulkey about what goes into that process, sending the team home, trying to make sure everybody stays locked in, trying to make sure they do enough over that break, over Christmas and whatnot, spend time with the family. Will they answer any doubts as they come back after the layoff? They go to a tough place to play in Bud Walton Arena against a ranked SEC opponent when you're talking about the Arkansas Razorbacks, and the team dominates 69-45, throttling Arkansas beginning to end. Coach Mulkey, thank you so much for making time with us this morning. I know you got practice at 9. You're very busy. Congratulations on the huge win to start uh, conference play. Well, it is a good win for us. Uh, I, I probably would describe it as huge for a lot of reasons. One, coming off the Christmas break. Yep. Um, two, you're on the road. And three, Arkansas is coming off two losses. And so they're hungry for a win. So it was huge in that sense. But uh, we got a flush that thing this morning and get in the film room and start working on Vandy. Uh, yes, that'll be Sunday at the PMAC. Pack out the PMAC this Sunday. Uh, this team has earned and continues to earn your eyeballs. Coach, you know, it's it, it's interesting, right? Because uh, you look and Angel Reese gets her 13th double-double in a row. Uh, that is the longest streak to start a season by an SEC player since, uh, you know, 22 years ago. Um, Flage is fantastic with her first double-double hitting uh, double-digit rebounds. But in the post-game press conference, it was Adesia Williams that you ended up kind of highlighting as setting the tone and in a lot of ways creating this win. Uh, what did Deja do that, that that stood out to you and and made you be so emphatic and in, in, in kind of point out her impact on the game? Well, it wasn't just her 15 rebounds. It's what she did defensively. Uh, she was guarding their five player who did a lot of things at the high post. They cut off, the guards cut off of her, and they just turned the corner. They're quick. And Ladeja was just in, in the right spot to help a teammate all night long. And uh, she just, uh, she's the MVP of the game. And that's saying a lot because we had a lot of MVPs. But um, she's she knows that um, Angel's going to get a lot of attention. She's going to get doubled and triple teamed. And uh, Ladeja, you know, can play. And uh, I just think you can't forget about her. But it was 
what I've always told these kids, it's not your offense that impresses me. It's what you do rebounding the ball, and it's what you do on defense. And those two things, uh, LeBeige has set the tone for us. Well, and, and so then I imagine, Coach, that you are a pretty happy coach this morning. I mean, you out-rebound Arkansas 62-30. to 30. I want to say, yeah, 23 offensive rebounds alone. Um, you hold a very good Arkansas offense to a season low in scoring and shooting percentage. Um, uh, you're so so like you you would would you take this like on a night where maybe you're not going to shoot your best right thirty three percent from the field? Are you still uh, happy given how dominant you are on the other side of the ball? Absolutely, because it just goes to you know, and that's going to be the first message this morning in the film room. If you don't believe defense and rebounding keep you in games and win games for you when you're not shooting particularly well then last night should show you that that is just true. Uh, it was an ugly game offensively for Arkansas and for us, and uh, yet we dominated because of the offensive rebounding. And, and, and Coach, what about um, Flage's performance? Uh, I know I know you highlighted in the postgame. Uh, you, you basically talk about how you don't think that – or she did not look like a freshman – out there uh she looks like a, a a much more experienced player you didn't go into details and you don't have to hear necessarily but i do kind of want you to relay it what did you tell flage during the game uh last night that had her uh laughing well you don't want to know and i would never share that but <laughs> let's say um if i put it in professional terms i was saying something to her to make her realize how special she was last night but it's more in locker room terms that you wouldn't publicly to say. And she just died laughing. She loved it. She high-fived me. Um, but that's how I coach. Uh, I'm real. And uh, she did have a good game. And uh, 10 rebounds. She and Ladesia just were fighting over those boards last night. And, of course, you know what Angel Reese does night in and night out. Yeah. The number of double-doubles she's had since we started. Uh, somebody told me that Deja and Reese both having 15 plus rebounds last night, the first time in 20 plus years. Um, so we've, we've got a talented team. We're getting better and better. And um, if we can continue to commit to the defensive end of the floor, uh, especially when you have poor nights offensively. Well, and it's, it's interesting. You mentioned Angel Reese and, and I think like <clears throat> in the micro, there's a question of like, how do you avoid kind of, maybe like taking her for granted or keeping her motivated when she's being this dominant. And it also kind of goes to the team, but let's look at Reese specifically. Um, she's so consistent and so night in and night out dominant. Do you think at times uh, as, as a fan base or, or even as a coach, like are you at risk of taking what she brings to the table for granted? I don't take it for granted, but you know, this is what I was telling the media last night. Uh, everybody it's, it's gone now see Bob from, People talking about our non-conference schedule to, to how good are you, coach? I said, yeah. I don't know how good we are. That's for you to decide. I see them every day. So we're working every day. We're not sitting there going, man, we're really good. We are working to win the next game. Uh, how good we are, I don't know. That remains to be seen. And uh, you're going to get some more information uh, at home this Sunday against Vanderbilt. That tip-off is set for 2 p.m., Pack out the PMAC. Uh, there will be autographs after the game as well. So if uh, you have some 
LSU fans and want to meet some of their favorite players, that's a great uh, opportunity to do so. Uh, Coach, when, you, when you're coming off of a big win like this and you got a couple days before the next one, what is your process for the old, you know, uh, the, the 24-hour rule? There's all kind of cliches. Like, what's your process for digesting it, refocusing, and locking in for the next t- test? Well, we'll start 9 a.m. this morning. When I get off the phone with you, I'll drive. We'll get in the film room. We'll talk briefly. Won't even watch much film on the game last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll head straight into Vandy scouting report. Then I can't go on that floor and, and, and get up and down the floor this morning. But what I can do is walk through a lot of things. Uh, Vandy presents some different things we haven't seen. They'll do a two two one three quarter court uh, press. They'll play you a matchup zone. They'll mix up their zone. It, it's things like that that you present this morning. And then we have an hour. Well, not an hour. I have as long as I want tomorrow, but I'll go about an hour and a half on the floor, live, hard, guard their set, and attack what they do defensively. 2 p.m. game. I won't get on the floor on Sunday. It's too early to do shooting. We'll do pregame meal and toss it up at 2 o'clock. Coach, when you're talking about a team that is dominating everybody that they play, um, the ability to stay the ability to stay locked in and focused and bring that same effort intensity every single game, do you think does that start more in your room with your staff and trickle down to the players or in your experience, a, a great team that can maintain that focus, is that more player-led? I think it starts with your staff. Uh, you play for a passive coach, you're usually going to have a passive team. If mm. you play for an aggressive coach, you're usually going to have an aggressive uh, team. I've always believed that uh, teams are a reflection of the personality of their coaches. Then it goes from there to your captains, and then from there to your better players. And, you know, then it trickles on down. Uh, the whole team wants to be a part of something good, exciting, and you don't want to let your teammates down. If I'm playing hard every day, by gosh, you, you need to be out here playing hard every day. And then when you have success, um, everybody in, enjoys that. So we're, um, we're going to always be prepared. I've always said this. I've never been a part of a staff that did not go on that court prepared. That doesn't mean we're going to win the games. That doesn't mean sometimes we may get embarrassed. But we're going to be prepared, and that's all we can do as coaches. Uh, So if you want to check out this team, the dominant top 10 LSU women's basketball program, undefeated, just absolutely playing dominant basketball. Now that's Sunday, 2 p.m. in the PMAC against Vandy. Autographs afterwards, great time to bring out the family, whoever, go to the game. Uh, Coach Mulgan, I know you are very busy. We'll let you get to practice. Thank you so much for uh, carving out some time for us this morning. You got it, guys. Take care. Uh, Happy New Year, Coach, and uh, enjoy it. It is going to be New Year. How about that? Great way to bring in the new year, a little LSU women's basketball action. Uh, All right, when we get back, let's go ahead and close out hour number two. We're kicking off hour three after that. Talk a little bowl season. DJ Dome, keep it locked here on OTB. Off the bench with Hester and T Bob. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger.
Bad Bunny. Got me feeling. Tropical <clears throat> and tranquilo. Great vibe start the week with Danny. This on the New Year's playlist? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Coming up next hour on OTB, we're gonna dive into uh, we're gonna dive into the DJ Dome a little bit more. Bowl season. Uh, we already crapped on Sark in Texas earlier. I don't think, uh, and maybe I'm in the minority here, but I don't think an eight and five year is a success for Texas. I don't care if Bijan Robinson won the Doke. I don't care if they got a nice win over Kansas State. Uh, it's 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 not a successful season. Not when you take over a seven and three team that wins a bowl game and you go five and seven, then you go eight and five, you lose the bowl game. And you don't look very good while doing so. Uh, if Arch Manning can't figure it out, then the Sark era at Texas is done. It will be done. Um, again, vastly underperforming. Another team that is even worse than Texas this year in terms of underperforming, the Oklahoma Sooners. I have been um, blasting. Brent Venables all year long. And uh, granted, you could tell me uh, it's year number one, T-Bob. Relax. Well, okay, if I'm an Oklahoma fan, I, I see where you're coming from. And I don't judge you for trying to stay positive and, and trying to feel like Brent Venables can get this thing turned around. Um, I think the year one thing becomes a bit interesting because the year one thing is both maybe your greatest life raft for hanging on to hope that Oklahoma is going to remain a dominant football team over the next few years. But I think year one is also maybe the greatest sign that there could be trouble brewing because this was year one of Brent Venables being a head coach. Trouble brewing. Was that on purpose? What was that? That sounded like the, uh, what's the superhero show? I don't know. I mean, meme. It, it could have been great if it was like something that we planned for. And then as I was getting into why Oklahoma fans should be scared, if you would have played that into like some like, uh, you know, some like creepy or suspenseful music, it could, it could have potentially played there. Um, anyway, Venables, though, year one has left a lot to be desired. Okay. So, yeah, maybe he can get it fixed, but I don't know. There's no past evidence that you can cling on to to say that you expect him to get it fixed. And I know that Lincoln Riley, when he left, took a lot with him. There is no denying that. But even after that, if we go back to the 247 composite talent rankings that we were talking about earlier, where 247 looks at the current roster of a team, and then they rank them uh, based on uh, the high school talent they accrued relative to their peers. Again, the top three, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Okay, yep, those teams are pretty damn good. Um, Oklahoma checking in at number nine on this list. Number nine. Not another Big 12 team in the mix, save for Texas, the other most disappointing team in the conference. And yet, despite being number nine, so I'd have a pretty good transfer quarterback in Dylan Gabriel, despite having Brent Venables, who's supposed to finally be able to get good Oklahoma defense, you had an Oklahoma Sooner football team that just finished the year six and seven. The first losing season for the Sooners in 23 years. A hell of a streak broken. It's not that dissimilar from what happened to LSU at the end of last year. Now, the only difference there is that six and seven year from LSU represented the end of an era, and then the Brian Kelly era began, right? This is the six and seven here represents the beginning of the Brent Venables era. So not only was there a massive drop-off from Oklahoma from the results in what they achieved last year, 
an inexcusable drop-off. I don't care if you lost Caleb Williams. An excusable drop-off when you look at the talent that you still have. Um, but you lost to teams that are significantly l- less talented than you are throughout the year. And so, I don't know. I feel I feel really bad for this Oklahoma team, and I don't know what the future holds. And you can tell me, oh, but T-Bob, look at recruiting. Recruiting's been excellent. They've been killing the transfer portal. That's all well and good, but they were already at talent this year. They, they still had recruits this year, and it amounted to nothing. So maybe Venables gets it fixed, but I'm feeling bad. On the complete opposite end of the spectrum is Mike Norvell. As it appears that uh, the rebuild is nearing completion at Florida State. Now, is this a Tom Herman, Texas situation, 10 and 4, winning the Sugar Bowl? We're back. Only time will tell. Um, I do love the fact that they get Jordan Travis back uh, next season. We can get into the LSU FSU matchup, like Jake alluded to at the end of hour one. Uh, it's going to be a just spectacular way to kick off the year next year. A couple of top 15 teams, probably, potentially, a couple of top 10 teams in that matchup if they maybe want to juice it up a little bit more. But if you look at Mike Norvell, that is someone who was on the edge of being fired. And now, at the end of the year, what a way to cap the ascent here. Beating Oklahoma, which is always a great team to beat. I don't care if it's 6-6 Oklahoma. Beating that brand and that Sooner team is huge for Florida State. Um, it gets you to 10 wins. It gets you six wins in a row in the year. Of course, you beat the SEC West champ. You beat Oklahoma in a bowl. That's a great year. You know who's gigantic? Johnny Wilson. Uh, if you watched any of that game last night, he just jumps off the screen, coming up with big catches throughout the game, including the big one. Crazy one-handed guy draped all over him to set up the eventual game-winning field goal. Mike Norvell later awarded the Cheez-It Trophy by Prince Chedward himself. Uh, may we all be so lucky to get to meet Prince Chedward one day. And I hope that Brian Kelly will share in that same fate, uh, getting a trophy from Prince Chedward come Monday. And then you even set up more hype for next year's game, knowing that you have two of the Prince's Knights going toe-to-toe to start the season. Uh, but but now the interesting part with Norvell is because where he's at, FSU and that brand, people are ecstatic right now. But now he's going to deal with the burden of raised expectations. Okay, you went 10 and 3 this year. Great. What are you going to do next year? You got to go 10 wins again. The ACC is down. Florida State has a golden opportunity to be better than the majority of the ACC. I mean, outside of Clemson, there is not an uber powerful team. There are some nice teams, but nobody great. They're not like the Pac 12, which looks like they're ready to make a move and be uh, maybe like the, you know, maybe push for like second best conference next year, third best conference, whatever the case may be. No, the ACC is down. The door is wide open for Florida State to start challenging for conference championships. And maybe that's the only disappointing part about Florida State this year is despite the nice 10-3 and record and the six wins in a row to end the year, they did have a rough middle portion there where it felt like same, or Novell, uh, same old Norvell in the Seminoles, and it felt like, uh, well, it ended up costing them a chance at an ACC championship. But at the end of the day, great season for Mike. Super hyped for LSU, FSU to start the season next year. I will never shy away from big-time games to start the year, even though they incur pain, because when you win those things, uh, the, the, the happiness generated, the confidence generated by them, I think far exceeds any of the potential pain that you may feel. Um, let's see what the uh, chat is saying. Uh, only Prince Chedward talk in hour number three. Carly Woodard, who DF is Prince Chedward. He is the Cheez-It mascot. 
and he is uh, wonderful looking and glorious. <laughs> I, I think I forgot to put my screenshots of um, Norvell, and it's just so funny because Danny, if you can get the post game, like last night, Norvell is on the edge of tears because he, you you know what this meant to him, um, this team, you know his job security. Just a, a, a guy from Florida who's been, you know, he wants to bring his all mater back, bring the brand back to the one that we all knew growing up in the 90s. And this feels like the closest he has come to accomplishing that. And as he's on, yeah, they did also bathe him in Jesus, which is funny. Chedward did. Mm -hmm. uh, but but as they're on the stage and he's kind of tearing up and he's just talking about what a pleasure it's been to coach this team and how thankful he is for this team. And the whole time, Jed was just standing there right next to him. And, and to me, that is the wonderful, quirky nature of college football in a nutshell. Uh, it's also why these bowl games matter so much. 10-3 and three is not a championship, but for Norvell and Florida State fans, it feels like a championship. Are, is, are LSU, and am I, am I wrong here? LSU, Florida State, they're playing in that stadium yeah. next year to kick it off too, right? Mm -hmm, to open the season. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Well, uh, congratulations, Norvell. Be knighted by Chedward, should we all. He's so lucky in life. Coming up, Hour 302. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. Go to rejuvemedical.com, rejuvemedical.com. Restore me, refuel me, rejuvenate me. You want to feel younger, better, whether you're male, female, 20, 30, 40, 50, I don't care. Aging happens to us all at different rates. And, um, well, go to Rejuvenate Medical today. Get that free consultation. Get your labs drawn, okay? See where your body's deficient and what it needs. Maybe hormone replacement therapy is for you. It's great. I loved it. A lot of people love it. It's awesome, man. It's not, it's not a big deal. Like, if you have any concerns or questions, you can get on the YouTube channel, their YouTube channel. And uh, check out the videos they have there to make you just feel better. Or you just talk to them directly um, in that consultation. But the point is, let them draw your labs and let your body be the guide to what you need to feel better. And if you're trying to change your body, ask about metabolization optimization. I, th I think you're going to enjoy the results there. The point is, feel younger, feel better with Rejuvenate. RejuvenateMedical.com.